Season 4, Episode 12 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? I'm not doing too bad. Feeling a little little iffy. Um, you know, throat's a little sore, a little stuffy, but not too horrible. Just a thing, a little brief cold. Um, but, you know, we're, we're trucking. How are you? Uh, not too shabby as well. Uh, we're, we're really going to try to get through this one today because you got your throat and uh, I, I think I've got food poisoning because I had lunch at one o'clock and since one o'clock, I've had to use the bathroom four different times and it's been like urgent. So we're definitely going to get try to get through this episode here. And, you know, the day at work was really awesome. I had a great day at work. Why is that? Yeah. Just, you know, when things go right, it's, you know, a a good day. And that's exactly what happened. I wasn't too bored. I was able to um, have some good conversations with coworkers, get some work done, all of that. But I get home and just the day starts to crumble as today was garbage day. What's better than seeing both of your garbage cans laying across your driveway so you can't pull in? Love that. Love that. Then you got boxes that uh, you had out for recycling that they just didn't take because why do your job? Like, that would be silly. Am I right or am I right? That's that's, that's definitely fair. And then everyone knows, at least if you've been listening uh, for the last couple of episodes, that my roadcaster is the audio interface that Chase and I use that we absolutely love, that makes the job so easy um, down in California. It's been a week since they said, oh, we'll have an update for you soon. I sent them an email today and have gotten nothing. Yay, love that. awesome, love it. And then finally, just nailing the coffin for all of the frustration really coming out on Mike today. Uh, it's been a week since the landlord here at my place has had all my information and have heard nothing whatsoever about the lease. That's, that's so good. That's good. It's it's just it's just a freaking snowball rolling down the hill. Hey, did you get snow in Michigan yesterday? Yeah, uh, not um uh like a frick load, but yeah, you know, d- definitely a good amount. Yeah, we got we got some snow down here too as well. It was uh it was interesting. Anyways, yeah. well, a good, good amount for October, I should say. Good amount for October. You know. Yeah. For like sure. It wasn't sticking or anything, but like it can't, it was, it snowed for a couple hours. There we go. Let's get off of Mike's frustrations. This isn't Mike's soapbox. This is the Bulls broadcast. So we're going to be talking today about the last game against the Flyers, do two game previews for this upcoming weekend. Um, talk about the year as a whole so far. We're only, you know, a, a week in, and uh, we're going to talk about what we've seen so far from the league and Tampa as a whole. And then after the commercial break, a lot of stuff to talk about around the league, talking about next year's salary cap, talking about some reverse retro jerseys and a whole lot more. So let's just hop right into it. Chase, we'll start off. What are your thoughts on the NHL as a whole this year? It's been a little bit different. I know there was a team specifically you were eyeing that is not performing how you thought they would. Yeah, it's 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 been a little a little funky. I mean, it, it's early in the year, so obviously things can just go one way or the other. But it's it's definitely been a, a little funky. Um, you know, our, our Tampa Bay Lightning, I, I thought of could could be doing a little bit better. Um, a little little underwhelmed, and their opponent, uh, from the from the last game, Philadelphia Flyers, is the team that I'm really surprised about. I mean, three games in, three and zero. Uh, it just 
looking like it's, you know, it's kind of barely being held together, but still, I never thought this team was actually going to win three games in a row all season long because it's, it's a pretty tough roster, let's, let's be honest, but it's it's been, been a little funky. Um, you know, I, I just, w- watching the deployment of some players, watching some of these teams play, um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just really weird to me. Yeah, I agree. And if we want to just hop right into that Flyers-Lightning game from last night, that being Tuesday, uh, I mean, we were the better team overall out there on the ice, but it just came down to those key saves, and Carter Hart made more of them than Andre Vasilevsky did. Oh, for sure. Carter Hart was the star of the game in this one uh, for a good reason. And it, it, it really is just a game that, that didn't go your way despite you doing everything better, you do everything to the highest ability that you could. Uh, clearly, Tampa's the better team in this matchup. Um, you saw it on the ice. You can see it on paper. It didn't really make sense for it to end up the way that it did. But sure enough, uh, you know, option 14 doesn't doesn't always lead to a win. Um, it is what it is. It's, you know, tough. You you want to get off to a better start than Tampa has so far to this year. But, you know, we're, we're only a few games to insult this point. So it's there's no need to, you know, be be selling the farm or anything like that. Um, you know, one and three thus far. We got 78 more hockey games left. There's pl- plenty of time to get it figured out. And if we keep playing like we did in, in this game, then we're going to be fine. Absolutely. And Chase, you didn't join me for the last episode, but I did talk about, even though we were off to a one and two start at the time, Steven Stamkos was looking awesome. Four four goals through three games. I uh, was super excited about that. And now he's got six through four. So what does it mean to have our captain really performing to this high level for the rest of the guys in the locker room? Yeah, it's 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 big. You like you love seeing him step up. Um, you know, he's obviously a great leader. He's been captain of the team for quite some time. Um, it's it's good to you know want to be able to follow his lead and watching him start off at such a hot pace. It's it's definitely good. Hopefully, the guys can start rolling around him a little bit more. Um, we can generate a little more offense and actually put some pucks in the net, converting our chances a bit better. But when when you see him doing it the way he is, you know, with, with how his with you know his age, his stage in the career that he's in, it's definitely gonna make the guys want to help him out and step up a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase. Let's preview some games now. Let's talk first about the game we have with Florida, and uh, this one's Friday night, I believe, right? Uh, yes, Friday night. Friday night game between Florida and Tampa. What are we expecting here? I mean, if you just look at records, it favors Florida. If you're looking at you know the the goals for and goals against and penalty kill and all those type of statistics, those tend to lean Florida's way as well. However, if we just look at the overall series between Tampa and Florida, like it's gotten closer over the past couple of years, but it's still leaned Tampa's way all the way. And I'm, I'm just, I'm taking Tampa in this game anyway, even even though the record is what it is, it doesn't matter. It's early in the year. We're the better hockey team. Um, you know, our, our numbers, we, we, we've had a great power play. The penalty kills been struggling. That's just got to get figured out. But outside of that, you know, just the pure talent on the ice, it, it's, it's really not that close. You got some great offensive weapons in Florida. That's for sure. But they just put Ekblad on LTIR. Uh, we're going to mention that later in the show, but might as well bring it up now anyway, but he's on LTIR. They traded with Mackenzie Weger in the off season. They've got nothing on the back end. They've got nothing in terms of good quality trustworthy NHL defense and they got some young guys that have some promise sure some guys that are NHL guys but not really anybody that you're wanting to play top pair top four minutes so I, I can't imagine that it, it's going to be 
a very good defensive effort. I got to imagine that we can get 35 shots minimum on that. So I, I don't know how we don't win if we get another game like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a tough career for Aaron Eckblad, especially over these last couple of years, just not been able to stay healthy. Um, that's definitely a, a, a hard um, beating for Florida there to lose him. And, you know, that's after trading McKenzie Weger, like you mentioned. The nice thing is that on the other side of that, they got Matthew Kachuk, who has been playing very well for them. He currently is tied for the lead and points on the team with four. Um, tied with actually Colin White. Interesting. But uh, Matthew Kachuk playing pretty well. So I think if you shut down Matt Kachuk and Alexander Barkov, though, like, I mean, it shouldn't be close. Agreed. Next up, we got a game on Saturday, this being at home in Tampa against the New York Islanders. And the Islanders off to a decent start, but I mean, it's a similar case where you just look up and down the roster. It's not very close. Right. It, it, they are a team that, that are playing well, but when when you look at who they've won against, you know, they lost to Florida 3-1 to start the year, whatever, close enough game. Then they beat Anaheim 7-1 and San Jose 5-2. Um, teams that are not very like strong right now, especially San Jose. Um, they've been off to a hard run to start. They're they're terrible. Um, it, it's not like they're just statement wins. I, I'm not too concerned. I think coming off of a good win in Florida, a good competitive game, Tampa's gonna be ready to just steamroll the Islanders on Saturday. I'm feeling a good 2-0 sweep over these next two games. It's gonna be exciting. Get the teams back on track. And you mentioned the penalty kill how it's not been a great penalty kill for the boys so far. This is a chance to really come back because Florida currently sitting 21st when it comes to their power play, and then the Islanders, an abysmal 26, only converting on 10% of their opportunities. So I think that if we get into some penalty trouble, hopefully we don't, but if we do, this might be where we turn the penalty kill around against these two teams. Yeah, hundred percent, and that would definitely be a good thing. It'd be it'd be a good good get right kind of weekend for them. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, talking about news from around the league, and also do a little rookie check in. We'll be right back. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet just five dollars on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Tampa's first matchup is on Tuesday, October 11th versus the New York Rangers, and you know who I'm betting on in that one. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's now talk about the reverse retro jerseys. 
We've seen them starting to release. We've seen Tampa's, and uh, we do have some thoughts on those jerseys as well as some other around the league. Yeah, so they're 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 slowly releasing. Um, you know, teams like they put out their little promotional videos and stuff today, and now we've seen some leaks. Um, and the the Tampa one, it isn't official apparently. From what we saw, it's just a, it's just a leak. So un- until it's officially official, you know, we can still have some optimism. But I do not like it if that's what it's going to be. Um, it, it just, it looks a little, it looks a little funky, but, um, when, when you look at some of the other ones that have come out, you know, like we, we've seen Nashville's, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's got their old Sabretooth logo, um, on, on their current yellow. I like that a lot. Um, the Columbus one is okay. I like the Capitals one and the Edmonton one, you know, that's okay. Those, those are really the four that we've truly get, gotten like for sure confirmation leaks on this far, but we should see more and more rolling out here. Um, hopefully today, tomorrow, the next day, and um, teams will start rocking them pretty soon. Yeah, the, the rumored one that we saw of Tampa, as you and I talked about it on Twitter for a little bit, just just not a great-looking jersey. Wish we could have done no. something a little bit different if that is truly the jersey. 100%. You, you, can, you can do so, so many cool things where if, if you keep the color scheme or if you go to a black and white or if you want to introduce yellow like like a lightning bolt, like you, you can just do a black or just like, you know, like yellow or something. Like you, you, can, you can do a lot with... With this, but when you're mixing all the colors together in the way that they did in this like supposed leaked or concept, whatever it is that we saw, I, I just I hope it's not the case because it's it's a bit ugly. Absolutely, let's not talk about Evgeny Kuznetsov. He gets suspended for one game. Is this the first suspension of the year? Uh, for the regular season, I believe so. There's there's uh, been a, there was a couple in the preseason. There's been some fines, but I believe this is the first regular season suspension. But Kuznetsov, you know, thinks it'd be silly goofy quirky to just full on take a take a two-handed swing at Kyle Burroughs get him right in the face um I I, I understand you know your emotions are really high you're trying to, to slash at the guy but like like you can't just whack at a guy and then get him in the face like that um very worthy of suspension I honestly thought he didn't get more than a game but whatever I guess um I I I I, I know that the IIHF and their suspension stuff don't really play a play and make a play too much in the NHL, but I thought maybe there was a chance because he's been on such a, a long time ban from the IHF. Maybe they would add a little extra discipline. I don't know. Yeah, Kuznetsov has been one of those players for years. He's not exactly labeled as dirty, but he really likes to toe that line and really get close to it. So, um, and I just don't like him, if I'm being honest. I, I hate his bird celebration, but yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> nice to see him get suspended there. Um, Let's not talk about injuries for important players. We talked about Aaron Eckblad, but we're also seeing Gabriel Landeskog go out. Yeah, you know, these two, just two of the big names. Um, Gabriel Landeskog, he's going to be out for 12 weeks with, with um, it was a leg injury. And then, um, you know, Eckblad, I just saw LTR, didn't see a timetable. A couple other guys, Dylan Larkin's out four six weeks. Michael Matheson, he's going to be out eight weeks. So, you know, we're seeing some key players get knocked out of games and knocked out of the lineup for quite some time for these teams. So it's it's definitely tough. It's It's going to be harder for a team like Colorado to succeed without their captain, a team like Florida to succeed without the number one D-man. Um, you know, the Red Wings are missing one of their better forwards, and then the Montreal Canadiens are missing their only actual defenseman. So I, I guess that's good for them, though, since they're kind of in the middle of a tank. But all, the, all those other teams, they're all teams that are trying to compete for playoff spots, so it's, it's a tough go. For sure. Let's not talk about some optimism surrounding the salary cap. Yeah, so I, I didn't see this one until I was, I was preparing the stock, and I saw it on there, like, oh, it's kind of cool, but... Apparently, the NHL is optimistic that we're going to see up to a $4 million cap increase going into next season. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm not that optimistic because we've been hearing this this crap for years. 
But if it does happen, you know, that, that's just, that's good for teams. It's good for players. Um, it's going to allow for a little more create it'll, a little more like more moves in the offseason. Guys asking for more money, some more free agency uh, moves, more trades. So uh, let's hope that it does happen. Four million is a big bump. Love to see that. I mean, right now you could go grab yourself a, you know, a lower end second line forward there for that four million chunk of change. So it would be great to see. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's now finally end it with a little rookie check-in before we head to hockey name of the day. Yeah, and I, I really wanted to do this to mostly talk about a couple of the guys that are playing NHL games out of the fresh out of the draft. Um, Shane Wright, Yaris Slavkovsky, and then we're, we're going to talk about some other guys here too. But those two want to start with them. Not off to great starts. Yaris Slavkovsky, four games played, zero points. Shane Wright, two games played, zero points. Um, you know, Shane Wright's only averaging six and a half minutes a game. Slavkovsky's only averaging ten forty one. I don't know what the point is of having these guys on your NHL roster if you're not going to give them opportunities to play. Uh, like Shane Wright, I can tell you he's good enough to play in Seattle's at least top nine. Why is he getting so little ice time? I don't know. And Slavkovsky, same thing. If, if you're going to play him in the NHL, I would have started him in the American League. But if you're going to play him in the NHL, just throw him out there. Give 15, 20 minutes a game. What's the difference? You guys are you guys suck anyway. Just go out there and see what he can do. I, I, I re- It's really kind of puzzling to me. Yeah, I agree with you there. And uh, the nice thing, I'm sure you were going to bring him up, but I'll just do it anyways. Shane Wright, his teammate, Matty Beneers, who is a guy I think a lot of people had favored for the caller this year. He's off to a hot start. Yeah, he's playing great. Four games, one goal, three assists, four points. Tied for the lead in rookie scoring with Kalen Addison, who has four assists through three games. Shocker, um, the offensive defenseman who finally gets an opportunity is doing well. You know, between him and and um, and Eric Brandstrom, Brandstrom's not a rookie anymore, but if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, those are two guys that are that are young offensive defensemen, skilled guys that never really got much opportunities. That are both playing well to start the year. But so good for Addison. Uh, and then of course you mentioned Matty Beniers off to a great start. He's if I'm putting money on it, he's 100 percent the guy that I'm betting for rookie of the year. It's just he looks different. He looks better than the rest. Uh, but then a couple other names worth mentioning: JJ Paterka. He's a point per game right now, three through three. With the Buffalo Sabres, one of my favorite guys in the draft process uh, in 2020. He's he's looking really good so far. Hopefully he keeps that moving. Mason McTavish got three assists for four games. Playing some pretty solid minutes with Anaheim. I expect that to grow more and more throughout the year. Uh, I, I think by the end of the year, he's going to be their kind of bona fide first line center. Um, against pretty good opportunities. So that'll be fun to watch. Other names worth mentioning, Robin Solo. Kind of a surprise defenseman for the New York Islanders. Playing really well. Caden Gooley is doing well for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Elmer Soderblom, the surprise roster make for the Detroit Red Wings. He has a goal through three games. Alexander Holtz, you know, he, he's got a goal through three games. He's looking better and better, so hopefully he gets rolling soon. And then one more name that I do want to mention, Kent Johnson. He's got one assist for three games with Columbus. Um, you know, this, this guy's got a lot of skill. He's, he's a ton of fun to watch. Hopefully he gets it rolling a little bit more. Hopefully he can generate some more offense because, you know, right now, getting just under 12 minutes a game, probably not having a ton of confidence. Hopefully he can get rolling because he can do some fun things in the NHL. Yeah, a lot of new faces in the league this year, whether that be, you know, guys that are, you know, true rookies or, or guys that are, you know, maybe 21, 22 years old, and they're now finally getting that full stint in the NHL. It's nice to see this wave of youth and Matty Beneers leading it all the way. It makes me so happy. Love the old American boy. Oh, 100%. And uh, one one more number I want to share or like one more thing I, I want to share, I guess, however you want to put it. Owen Power, you know, he's got no points for three games at the moment, but he's playing 21 minutes a night. He's he's going to work loud. The scoring is going to come uh, between him and Rastus Dahlin. They have two absolute studs in the back end, so he, he's really going to get rolling here pretty soon. So Buffalo fans, you got a lot to be optimistic about. 
Yeah, JJ and Owen Power really stepping up this year. You love to see it. All right, Chase, let's head to hockey name of the day. We've got Sampo Paul Yarhu. Paul Yarhu. Sampo Paulaharu. Paulaharu. Sampo Paulaharu. Yes, sir. Our boy, Mr. Sampo Paulaharu. 26 year old forward. Um, he's born in 1996, playing in the second level uh, finish league right now. Played a few games in the Polish league start, but moved over to the, to the, the finish league. Uh, for for Hermes, I believe it's how it's pronounced. Uh, no no games yet through one point. Solid player. Um, you know he played in the Yokerit system uh, as a as a youngster. Captain their U U twenty team, their U eighteen team. Hasn't really played internationally for Finland at any point, but who knows? Maybe he can get rolling in, in the Finnish second league. Maybe he can get a promotion. Maybe he can get some looks there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase. Well, that's gonna do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out. And if you could. Hit him on the outro. Yeah, but as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WP on Twitter, WP Sports Pod. That's WP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, if you're five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we'd appreciate it. Review, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.